Previously on Crit Happens. As the captain's quarters door swings open. I knew you'd come for us eventually, you poxied backside of a hog. As he draws his cutlass as we're going to roll for initiative. You are helping a former dread captain of Bledergild, one of his head admirals. Your laughter, Dreadhelm, always reminds me. Did you enjoy killing those children? That was the final draw, you know. The what? She's going to cast Guiding Bolt on Captain Dreadhelm. He will kind of lurch forward from the hit as he will look over his shoulders at who shot that. Kill the old lady. Gildrax, he internally is conflicted. Uh, and in this moment, he makes a choice and he decides to attack Xandar. I think he's honor bound to help him. Jib hates this. He's shooting Dreadhelm. And then Jib's just like, I don't, uh, who? And then he's going to shoot Xandar. That's going to be a 25 to hit. That is going to be 13 points of force damage. The Eldritch Blast arcs towards the back and hits Dreadhelm as he seems to come apart. As his body falls and tatters, as he lets out one eye, I'll be back. Xandar is sitting there, well, are you going to finish it? I only ever promised to help him. He's gone now. I think it'd be best for all of us if we went our separate ways. I couldn't agree more. You are more than welcome to take his remains of his ship. You guys all carry to your tasks on the ship. You kind of get a sinking feeling that things aren't going to go very well with only a skeleton crew, no deckhands, no one to help you, and no clue to where to go. But hopefully everything will go your way. Who knows? That's a good place to end for tonight. Auntie Janet, as you walk into the helm, you can see the big bubble in front of you of the uh, viewport, as well as the large Spelljammer helm itself, this kind of metallic chair with all these strange gizmos and bobs all over it. Um, It kind of, as you're a magic user, it kind of feels like an anathema to you. It's like a kind of like an opposite force. It seems like it eats magic where you're kind of a being of magic Mm -hmm. with your natural connection, all that. Totally, all natural. It's a bit, it's a bit ominous, is what mm. I'm trying to no, purvey. <laughs> Gildrax and Jib, you both are also in the helm as you guys are checking systems, things like that. You guys have run spell jammers before, mm-hmm. somewhat. Not nearly as big as this. It would be more like a junk in boat comparison, where this is more of like a how do I describe it? More like a battleship in conspar- size comparison. Is there anything you guys would like to do before we get underway on the ship? Um, uh, boys, because I, 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 like, because I see the both of them, right? Yeah, they're in there and they're checking things. Do you know how to use this thing? Like, I can, I get like an idea, but I, I don't know what this is. Yeah, we can, we can help you figure it out. Okay. I actually, I actually know how to teach people how to do this. Spell jamming for dummies 101. (laughs) Yeah, I find that book somewhere downstairs. Downstairs, it's all like been ripped apart and used for like been eaten by yeah. the, the space rats that probably don't the exist. space rats <laughs> the astral rats they're canon now it's like wharf rats but worse they're part of the crew part of the ship part of the crew okay <laughs> uh me and jib will give auntie janet like the the crash course how to spell jam crash course on how not to crash yes. exactly 
So <laughs> I'm guessing you sit down in the chair. Yes. As you sit down in the chair, as you get about halfway, it kind of like almost feels like you're magnetized to it as you're forced down to sit in it. As you kind of start getting this weird tingles across your body, it's from like to the feet to the top of your head, you start getting pins and needles. Gosh, man. Um, your therapy. vision starts to like withdraw as mm-hmm. you kind of get a double image of your eyes looking out res- normally, but then you kind of get like a third person view over the ship. As though you are looking over the ship as moving your various body parts is kind of like moving the ship. As you move your jaw, the mouth of the ship opens and shuts. As you move your arms, the ship's separate wings kind of adjust, the fins adjust. As you, as you kind of think about moving as though you were walking, the ship kind of starts to go forward or backwards depending on how you do it. Mm-hmm. It's not the most accurate of movements, but you can definitely probably get going. It seems like you'll need people to help actually do the finite movements of pulling into places or stopping. But otherwise, you can, for the most part, control the ship as though you are the ship. It's just kind of like walking while drunk. Oh, okay. It's it's, it's a little, it's a little. Yeah, there's a little bit of a delay and you're kind of not fully in control. Man, I really shouldn't be talking all the way. Yeah. <laughs> like as you talk, if your 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 ship's mouth opens and shuts because a of the, lot, yeah, yeah, because of the jaw of the uh, hammerhead. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yep, you guys can disable that if you want. There is a mechanism to disable the jaw. I'll go. Yeah, please. we'll go. We'll go disable it and just like we'll make sure that everything like mm-hmm. that a normal like just running at normal without any combat in the future. We'll just put it to that function, I guess. Awesome. But like at least the chat, I can't can't be silent, it's horrible. Since you are fully aware, uh, this ship has a number of, this ship has hull points, Mm -hmm. pretty much acts as like the ship's health points, and typically has a maximum of 20. It is about 7, is its current hit points. It is very beaten up after the fight. You can feel, you don't feel pain, it kind of feels like, almost like pin the pins and needles feeling that slight pain is slightly sharper in certain areas mm-hmm. where the ship has received damage like there's ballista bolts sticking in the side of the ship there are deflection marks of where large balls of rock and cannonballs probably deflected off the ship's armor mm-hmm. maybe even a puncture or two but for the current time it seems like your ship will run it's not damaged enough to be disabled gotcha and you yeah. said 20 ac 20 hp 20 yeah. HP and whole points. Yeah. Um, it's AC is 15. If you want to keep this written down, you were told by Xandar that you'd probably want to find a dock or some sort of repair station to repair your ship. Jib and Giljax, you know the best place for that. They're all over the astral sea, but most of them have a unique quirk that sets them apart from the rest. You don't, I don't think either of you would have ever come around Ebony Delta. Mm-mm. So it's kind of a toss up where it could be, but it's usually in the middle of a bunch of spheres so and they tend to move around so you guys could probably find one just by drifting around aimlessly they tend to just be random locations uh gildrax will turn to jib and say hey jib mm-hmm. you know how uh sure has that weird star thingy yeah is there a way that you think we could uh do something with that um i mean i think so I think if we were able to, I mean, she knows the stars pretty well and stuff like that. So maybe, I mean, maybe she doesn't know these stars. That's probably a good point, actually. Maybe. I think maybe we should go talk to her and see if we yeah. can use that in some way to navigate around and see if we can find anything around here. Okay. Uh, that's where we'll go, yeah. Yeah, you'll go find Cher. 
uh, I believe Cher is currently talking to Mushi and Zan. Cher, what are you? Uh, what are you talking to Mushi and Zan about? Or are you just talking to Mushi, or which one? Mushi. Mushi. Okay. What are you talking to him about? My flower's doing really good right now. I went and checked on it right after the. I was a little worried about it because you know we crashed really hard, and I was worried about the pot like breaking. But I think it's fine. Mushi, he's like he will look at you, almost like a fellow. Like he shows like a camaraderie with you over plants. Yeah, I completely understand. I mean, I would be where I was worried about some of my more uh, delicate of plants. I have this peat moss that's been growing, and I was worried all this vibration and damage was going to kill it. But it seems like it's holding on strong. It's just a bit weak. But uh, oh, I mean, that's great that your flower's doing well. I've never seen one before of those the silver ones. Oh, but it's we just talked beautiful. about beautiful. I know. We're gonna have to like go find some. Um, fertilizer and some other planting stuff when we get there. Oh, hey guys, what's up? Cher almost has an unnatural inclination of <laughs> hearing your footsteps down the hallway. I know, we're like about to open the yeah, door. Yeah, you're about to open the door. My perception. Um, you guys open the door and Cher's just sitting in the room talking to Mushi. Mushi has like a little kettle that he's using like a little flame in his hand to heat up and he looks up he's like, oh, hello. Hey, um, Mushi. Are all the, is all the fighting done? Yeah. Um, oh. there's no more ghosts yeah. as well, so we don't have to worry about that. Oh, I was supposed wonderful. to come tell you about that. And we, um, we got a little sidetracked. I'm yes. sorry. That's my bad. I, I assume the fighting was over that now that you are here, but I assumed you not to be more of a combatant person. No offense. Me? I assumed you're a non-combatant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't do very good. I, I disagree. You're pretty good. No. Those rocks are really cool. Thanks. Like they like. I'm starting I, to run out a little bit. I only got like. She just pulls up this bag and it's just like heavy with rocks. She's like, I'm starting to run a little low on my rocks. Bowl of well, random rocks. We can rock. get some more if you need. I think we might need to Remember next time we stop. keeping those? <laughs> I don't know. Are they like special rocks? or I, like, don't, I think they're just normal rocks. And then well, she makes them special. That's weird. She like puts them back and they just kind of disappear. It's like, just like the cartoon, like put it behind your yes, back and it's like, gone. It's like Kratos and just putting like putting this new thing he found on his backpack <laughs> and it just instantly disappears. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, where'd that go? Man, it's the pockets that you just don't know about. It's the it's the Deadpool pocket dimension. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The bag Added of rock holding. The bag. Mushi will look at you. Would you like some tea? You want what? I think that would be really nice right now. Um, Hey, Cher. I mean, we just, yeah, we just want to talk to Cher for a second. Mm. Mind if we do that over tea? I don't mind. Sounds wonderful to me. Yeah, he'll get out out of his large rucksack backpack thing. He'll get out many different mismatched teapots or like tea uh, teacups. It's like even just like a mug, <laughs> and he'll pull this like thick black liquid out of the teacup. As he's like, "Here you go." As he hands each of you one, as it smells quite strong. Mm. It has almost like a acidic smell to it. I try it. It is terrible. As it touches your tongue, your tongue kind of like inf- reflexively moves to the back of your throat to avoid touching it any further. As it has a very almost toxic taste. It's like drinking straight up, uh, like cleaning alcohol. Like, <clears throat> I look at Mushi and just look at how he's drinking it. He, he just, he's just sipping on it. I just take another sip and I'm like, <clears throat> anyway, share. And I set down the <laughs> key cup. Mm, ginger, <laughs> huh? I like it. <clears throat> share, um... We were wondering if you, uh, that like star map thing that you had, mm. if you'd be able to help us uh, try and find the nearest starport. I don't think it works like that, at least from what I'm aware of. 
if I map some constellations out, I can find stuff in a normal night sky. Not sure how it works out here. I've never sat down and mapped anything. Maybe, maybe we could find a way to sort of mix the two, you know? Maybe. I'm good at tinkering with stuff. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. DM. Yes. Would that be something I could? Because it, it technically I was reading over this the other day. And it is a star map, and it has constellations reflected through it, but it doesn't give any more information. So if we were able to maybe tinker with it more, would that be a possibility? Well, maybe the DM has thought about this, and you should try using it first before we talk about homebrewing stuff. Because <laughs> mm. there might already maybe, be something maybe, maybe there. Maybe the DM has rethought his decisions. Maybe yeah. he already did. Well, I'll show you guys, and we can kind of get an idea for what it looks like then. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And I'll pull out again from the pocket dimension, um, like a beautiful rosy quartz sphere. And she'll hold it in her hand and like she'll kind of like stare at it for a moment and it starts to glow. And as it glows, the soft light becomes brighter and brighter from the center of the stone and starts to fill the room that we're in. And as you look around, there seems to be almost like a constellation of stars reflected on the ceilings. Like one of those kid toys that you always see oh. when you were like watching like Cartoon Network or something. Yeah. You have like the infomercials that you always wanted to get. It was like one of those. 100. So as you do this, it shows the general stars in this system and from outside the sphere. As you guys are fairly close to the edge of the sphere, there is something weird as you look farther and farther into it. There is a strange, it's not a constellation. It is just a glowing white orb. It's like almost like a singular star, but it's very large. Uh, this is new. Uh Maybe it's because I've been in the sky more. I haven't tried using it for a while, but this is so cool. Look at this, you guys. I think it, look, if you look out the windows, I think it looks just like this. At least last time I looked. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, Do you know what this is? And I'm going to point to the big star thing. As you bring the attention to it, so usually the constellations are holding pretty still. Like they move very slowly. This star, this single dot is kind of moving in a random direction. It's like just going. Like it's drifting. Gildra- Jib is going to look at Gildrick and be like, "Was that, that was there before, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, hold up. Can I like oh. zoom in oh, it's on moving. my star map? Uh, Probably not. It probably just covers a wide area. Can I not like turn it in my hands and like... Do the treasure, do the treasure planet. <laughs> the treasure, treasure map. Planet. Enhance. And you, pull your, you split your fingers like you're enhancing the NCIS screen. You're like, exactly. yes, enhance. It's magic. Um, you, can, you could probably zoom in, but you couldn't zoom out. Like, what you see is, like, the maximum of what you can see. It has, like, a certain range, pretty much. Gotcha. I can't zoom out any farther. Yeah, you can't see, like, the entire conceivable universe. But, like, you can see your local stars. Yeah, I've got a radius of, you know, Mm -hmm. 100,000 something. But after that, Mm -hmm. that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. That local star traction. (laughs) Just updated in the area. I don't know what that is. I've never seen one. Well, I mean, it looks like it's moving. You think that's probably a starport or something? Gildrax has been around. Yeah. Large star looking object and it's white, you say? Yeah. So you and Jib would know this is probably, you know, like stars aren't really a thing in the sea. It's spheres. And so constellations are kind of just different spheres all lining up. So if a sphere is moving, it's either an abnormality or it's a, it's one of the astral ports because they have what's called an astral anchor and it physically forms a sphere around it. So that time can progress, people can actually move by just walking and not have to use their thought. It's basically like an artificial mini-sphere. Yeah, it makes a mini-sphere around it 
they can't go into other spheres or else you can get like a dimension like a, it, it's kind of like putting a bag of holding in a bag of holding it's doesn't it's not gonna doesn't end well. Do well and they're already in the astral sea so we don't yeah. know what happens exactly so something like you know just horror stories have been told about a sphere going inside of another sphere and it or never is colliding yeah that people some people say hell portals to hell open up or things like that or just you just get sent to some dimension that is outside of our dimensions like just a nothingness but you don't know you just know it's bad. We've never it. we've never done it. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of like an urban tale. Like, yeah, the urban ooh. legend. Yeah. If you look into the mirror. It's kind of like the whole, the earth is flat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what happens if we go off the edge of the world type of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Uh, Cher, you know how far away that place is? Um, DM, would I know? Or is it just more like a depiction? As you have yet to experience kind of like astral travel, it's kind of just a guessing game. You can, if you want to give me an intelligence check, you can kind of base off your speed of what you guys are moving to how, like, how far away it is kind of thing. You're pretty much just trying to guesstimate how far away it is based off your speed compared to it. Could I, instead of using, well, could I use my nature? I'm going to say no, as this is purely intellect based. You're trying to. I'm not an intellect person. I'm more of like a. I know. Nature, like a, like a. I know. Sensing, you know. Yeah. That's fine. I'm just saying because it's like it's not a natural thing you're trying to do. You're right. It has nothing to do with nature and the stars or anything I'm good yeah. at. Wait, are you proficient with navigator's tools? I would say yes. Navigator's tools, you could definitely get like use them instead of. I'm not proficient in those. Okay. Well, just give me a, a rough intelligence check and jib. You could also give me a, just a rough intelligence check. No type of, unless you have navigator's tools. Oh, I rolled I... very well. Oh, okay. uh, that is a 19. 19. From your rough estimations, kind of like an innate sense of your map, from your rough estimations, you would assume maybe like that's a good 20 to 30 days away. Like that's a conservative number of like overestimating, but a month maybe of selling. How much, how much food do we have on this ship? So in the Astral Sea, you don't have to oh, eat. Yeah. It's only in real space that you are wild space. You have to eat. Because, you know, the astral sea is all spiritual. It's, mm-hmm. You're pretty much become a, a spiritual version of yourself. You, can, you move via your mind. Things don't really happen. You don't need to breathe. You don't need to eat. You don't age. So, Well, regardless, I think we should all kind of settle down for the night, you know? Yeah, it's definitely been a, a long day. Uh, Antigen, you can rest in the chair. You just do not regain spell slots as the ship consumes them to move. Cool. That's good to know. Yeah. I'm assuming I'm already using some of my spells. Yeah. It pretty much the second you sat down, it sapped all of your spells. Great. And just ate it. Cool. But you're able to, as long as you are at full spell slots, you mm-hmm. can move at full speed, which okay. is about, I think it's 100 million miles. It's a million miles per hour, some of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ludicrously fast. Um, you also have full sense of everything around you. Like mm-hmm. you can sense when another ship comes near you, things like that. If you use less spell slots, you move slower and you start losing those senses. You know, there's there's drawbacks and there's upsides. Gotcha. I would say probably Janet just doesn't know where she's going right mm-hmm. now, really. Yeah. So she's just kind of sitting to trying to feel things out yeah. at this point in time. Yep. Yeah. I probably gets out in a in a bit. I get you. Yeah. So you guys figure out the star map. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do now? Jib is gonna talk. To, he's like, is there like an an orrery or something? Do you know if there's a navigation room? Uh, you investigate any of that? That's a good question. So it's not a base thing for ships because usually more experienced people are spell jamming, but there is something called an Arelicon, 
which is kind of like a giant it's kind of, it's your GPS. It will guide you to the local spheres and stuff. It's kind of like what her map is, but on steroids. It tells you where certain things are. As long as you've been there before, it will mark it on it and tell you what it is listed as or whatever name you put it in as. Mm -hmm. And it will also tell you, like, it will keep information on all the local, the ports, the astral ports. But But it doesn't seem like there's one on this ship at least. Yeah, they're kind of like an upgrade. They're like a, they're like really serious people get them. Okay. Jibin is just going to go back to Auntie Janet and then relays like, I think we figured out where we're going to be going. It's going to be uh, going this way. We're going in that direction? Yeah, that that way, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, okay. we could bring the map in and you could probably see it. Or Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I'll go okay. get Cher. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. great. Awesome. Go get Cher, get the map and... Yeah, show the, where the area roughly going. Yeah. After a little bit of time, you kind of get yourself adjusted so you're, fo- you're facing the right way after some trial and error of trying to maneuver in the right direction. I'm sorry, left wing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're the ship kind of groans bad. sometimes in protest at you like taking sharp, too sharp of a right, but you get the hang of it. Mm. Look at this, y'all. I figured out how to turn on disco mode. <laughs> it starts flashing. It starts like flashing different colors. It's kind of like learning how to drive a stip sh- stick shift as uh, if you only drive an automatic. You're like, okay, this is how I go back. Oh, okay, oh, I went too far. Is, oh, how do I oh, go oh, forward? Oh, oh I dear. killed it. <laughs> yeah, everything's going everywhere. Yep. <laughs> everywhere. After the trial, you start to actually fly the ship in a fairly fast speed towards the object. Do you want to do anything in the time that you're going to be flying? Is there anything you guys would like to, like, I'm asking if downtime. Pretty much whenever you guys do these long bouts, you guys have free downtime. You about to have two weeks of downtime. Your players wouldn't know this. It takes about two weeks to get to any destination I make easily available to you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys are pretty much having two weeks of downtime. Auntie Janet, yeah. you cannot spend it on any physical downtime as you have to stay stuck to the chair. So you can't learn like athletics or things like that. That's fine. I, I, I you, can, she... you can literally read while flying. I know it, it's like texting while driving, but, it, <laughs> but I have, it's I'm magical. Yeah. It's you pretty much, you kind of, yeah, it's like texting while driving. You kind of have the road in your vision, but you're mainly focusing on the book. <laughs> Could she technically do some knitting? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, you can knit while drive. Awesome. Love that. <laughs> knitting while, that would be an interesting write-up, knitting while driving. <laughs> How did you get pulled over? Well, I was just knitting an entire sweater for my children. <laughs> That's awesome. No, oh, yeah. I have definitely have bad ideas. <laughs> Is there any type of downtime activities you guys would like to do while you guys sail? Yeah, actually, there is. For any downtime that Gildrax does have, he would probably be thoroughly cleaning this ship. Okay, that's very fair. Jib knows what is the main thing that people like fix whenever they go to like a starport or something. Like if they hire people, like what is the thing they fix? Like just the whole. So it tends to be if a ship is more of just there, like a fishing ship in the at, like that goes into wild space and like gathers like food. Mm hmm. It tends to be like, oh, script the barnacles off and stuff like that. But you kind of report what's wrong with it. This is more of a combat-oriented ship. It's like boarding action, stuff like that. You want to make sure all the turrets work, the gears on the jaw works, the hull is intact, there's no breaches. Because this one, like unlike the galleon that was there, the galleon kind of projects a bubble around it of air. This is airtight, so it, pro- it makes air inside that is clean to breathe. But if it's punctured, you start leaking that clean to breathe, breathe air. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jib will just start going around the ship and he'll probably be with Gildrax just cleaning. And then while Gildrax cleans, Jib is just going to make sure to map every room just to like 
making like a mental note or making make drawing a map or something just mm-hmm. to say okay now we all have a good understanding of where everything on the ship yeah. is i can print you guys out an actual physical blueprint of the, the ship as i do have one on photoshop okay that, okay. that would be nice yeah it's yeah. even labeled what rooms are what wonderful as and we're as going they. through everything you should probably also in character inventory everything yeah mm-hmm. check what all we have because that's actually one thing i want to if like if there was like basically cleaning and jib will i guess Jib and Gildex will work together to clean inventory and just thoroughly search every room of the ship. Yeah. Okay. Andy, Janet, is there anything you'd like to do during this time? Uh, Janet will absolutely be knitting so much stuff during this time. Um, but also during this time, whenever anybody comes by in the helm room, she'll try to ask somebody just to, Hey, uh, if you get the, if you get the chance, um, could you sign my book for me? That would be, Really nice. I just need your names on this. It's nothing important. I actually, I actually have one question. Can because of Auntie like being in the the helm, can Auntie Janet like hear us wherever we're on at the ship? Weirdly enough, kind of. There are certain so specific rooms, such as like facility rooms, like that has important engine stuff or like important ship stuff, such as like the aether chamber. Mm-hmm. So that Janet can hear that in case of something going wrong. So she can hear specific rooms, not all rooms. Not though. all rooms. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not like an intercom system where I could be like, Janet. Or I can't like, <laughs> if I can't you like, yell loud enough, yeah. Okay. But, like, but, but not she more can't less... talk back yet. Okay. So I can't necessarily. Yeah. We should do that. We should put well, in like there, an there intercom is a, system. They're called, uh, it's called a sending system. Well, I, I was going to say, hey, can you please sign my book? It would be very, very yeah, appreciated. I, could, I, I can do that. Me and Gildrex yeah. are just, yeah, like, uh, do, please. You need, do you want everybody or just like. I, I want. Uh, is it both like of a, you and I want is this um, the, share as well. Is it, this the tome of the the tome of the scribe or whatever it is where you can where it's if called they write, far scribe? Yeah, where, where you, if you sign my lovely little book, I can send and cast sending without uh, casting a spell slot at will. That's so great! I will do that. Yeah, no, just sign my little book with your name that on is it. I will such sign. a good idea, right? Because that saves you so much money on a system. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I can do this anywhere with my book. Yep. I just have to hold on to your name and be like, Ao, what are you doing? And you can respond back. That is awesome. <laughs> I love sending. Well, that's good. No, that's, that, that, yeah, that, that's that so great. That solves the intercom system. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Except Andy Jen has to call you first. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. She has the one messaging. It's only, it's only uh, one way. Yeah. But yeah. hey, if, if, if you can hear certain rooms, we can yell loud enough. Yeah, if just, you want to <laughs> you want to just really yell, yeah. then sure, she can, she can talk to you. Awesome. So yeah, you're... Cleaning that you're uh, guiding the system, you're knitting, and also you're just kind of listening. Yeah, you know. You, as you two are cleaning out, uh, just give me a d20 roll for me, real, real quick, both of you. Um, you also, you guys will come across the body that is still in the lower levels. Totally getting rid of that. Yeah. Uh, we give him a space Viking funeral. Yeah, throw him out the airlock. <laughs> yep. I got an eight on my d20. I got an 11. 11, awesome. You guys don't really find anything of interest. You note there is about 10 days of usable rations on the ship per person, so about 40 rations. There is a system that converts frozen ice into drinking water. So pretty much you can grab rock, like pretty much with the the ship, you can grab ice with the mouth and drag it into that system to make it into clean drinking water so it has like a way to yeah it pretty produce much water so we don't necessarily need to it worry pretty much about lets that. you harvest water from wild space okay because there's giant bergs of fro- floating ice that you can just take a chunk out of and you drag it to that room and literally just bite into it yeah <laughs> pretty much would we oh, what was the question i had you want to what it just totally left me continue okay 
I have one then. Okay. Hey, Jib, could you see if this is magical? And I pull out uh, the polearm. Jib will cast Detect Magic. It is not magical, unfortunately. Uh, it's just wicked but cool. it is a halberd, so it does a D10 damage, and it also is a musket, which does a D12 damage. Okay. But it's two-handed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it is a kind of multi-tool. For the halberd side, it uses strength. For the musket side, it uses dexterity. So, you know. so, it's, so it's not cursed. Nope. I mean, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't, I don't Imagine think. if I was that mean. Right off the bat, here's a cursed weapon for my players. I would. The captain's curse put right on it. You yep. guys, like you guys go pirate the Caribbean. The person who has stuff. it is the person who Dreadhelm Dread possesses it. next. Jib is gonna. I mean, while he's going about, he'll also like tell Auntie Janice, like, if you need anything, like, do you have to sit in that the entire like, yeah. like mostly like bathroom breaks, non-existent. <laughs> do you need to? You can you can disconnect. <laughs> you can disconnect for short periods of time. You'll just naturally decelerate. Gotcha. And you can't control where you're going. So if you go near an object that would be deemed hazard, the ship would automatically stop itself. Gotcha. It has like its it has yeah, like the, autopilot the functions. The chair pretty much it is physically incapable of ramming things if a person is not in the helm willing it to ram something. Okay. It has a few safety measures. Yeah. You guys keep exploring. You find the water system. Uh, you find the crew quarters. I'm guessing you clean out. There are some skeletal remains in some of the the sheets. Yeah, as we'll, well get rid signs of, of like old blood stains mm-hmm. and stuff. You guys probably spend the better car part of a week cleaning the ship. Jib will check in with Mushi and mm-hmm. Zan, see if they're fine. And he's he'll actually work with Zan a little bit because he has a few things he wants to to tinker on a few. And so he's just like, yeah, I I, I kind of had this thing mm-hmm. and just like kind of talk with Zan a, a little bit in a few hours at the end of each day or so. Okay, just tinkering along with him because he's a jeweler, right? Yeah, he's a jeweler. Okay. And he's actually a quite remarkable jeweler. Like he's a, very good at what he does. Yes. He has, he's almost, he, Jib as a dwarf, he almost feel like he almost has the skill of like a clan craftsman, mm-hmm. like someone that is put like heads and leaps above other dwarves of the clan from how like, by the, like he's like almost like a, a master of what he does. He's like a master. Crafter. He's a master jeweler. Yeah. Gotcha. He's like the, yeah, he would teach other dwarves how to ju- be a jeweler. Okay. Type of thing. Jib has... No idea mm-hmm. about jeweler stuff, but he is good with carpenter's tools and woodworking mm-hmm. and like his rune kind of etchings. So, so am I hearing you would like to spend downtime learning about jeweler's tools? Um, Jip likes learning a lot of stuff. He would probably like split it almost evenly between learning. Actually, I think he actually is already proficient with alchemist supplies, but if he's not, he would actually very gladly spend. Time learning from both of them? Yes, my time learning from both of them. Okay, let's, shall we read the list? Thieves' tools, tinkers' tools, smiths' tools, alchemist supplies, wood carvers' tools. So yeah, he'll he'll spend some time with Mushi because he likes learning and, and mm-hmm. Jib likes working with his hands in the trade. And so he'll talk with Mushi. But yeah, I think, yes, he will spend downtime and try to like learn a little bit about jewelers' tools and like the workings of minerals and things with Zan. Yeah. Okay, and awesome. he feels bad for leaving him for a week on Nux. There, there's that kind of. He still has a little bit of resentment about that, but he doesn't take it too personally. Slowly, slowly, yeah. we'll rebuild his yeah, trust. Yeah, exactly. He's like just he, to leave him on the next planet for a week. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> he would despise you guys. But is there so anything? I know there's a like a cruise quarters. Mm-hmm. How many personal bedrooms are there? So it looks like personal bedrooms are quite sparse. It seems there are about three personal bedrooms and then a captain's quarters so it seems like 
Uh, yeah, what yeah. a convenient number. Yeah. Gildred's like, ooh, a captain's quarters? That just makes himself an omen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're, the captain's quarter is secluded from all the other crew. It's actually the closest to what would be the armory and stuff like that. It seems like the captain's quarters comes before the armory. So the captain can pretty much intervene anyone going to the armory if he's near there. What's what's in the captain's quarters? The captain's quarter is in a, dis, a state of disorientation as it looks like whoever was the previous captain tore apart the room in feats of anger quite often. There you know, that, is... That tracks, that tracks. There's, uh, there's scrawling on the walls about like, I hate him, um, like revenge, uh, like must kill Xandar, things like that. General scrawlings of a sociopath or someone who's insane. But otherwise in there, it seems like a bunch of typical clothes, as well as what looks like an old uniform with the bloody gills kind of insignia on it, as well as like a tricorn hat, if you know what that is. It's like the old kind of colonial general hat. Um, it has, it's like black with crimson red on most the inside streaks with a gold trim around it. Uh, you are doing the sheesh, the sheesh symbol. I am. Yeah. In real life. No one can see that. No, no one, one can, can see s- that, but I can feel that. Yeah. Everyone can feel the sheesh energy coming through the microphone. 100%. But uh, I will. Can I look through those clothes? Yeah. You can look through rummage through everything. Uh, he has like a personal diary that has been torn to pieces. Like all the pages have been individually ripped out and ripped into pieces. I will collect those. Mm-hmm. They probably aren't in the best of shape that you can read them. It seems like some have been like chewed on. Some have been just ripped out. Some are having, have like blood stains on them. I will uh, get whatever pieces of the book I can. Yeah. Sort of search through his clothes real quick. Mm-hmm. Probably not find much. It, it's all very basic clothes. You find some like uh, under underclothes, like skivvies, things like that. And then I will go find Jib real quick. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jib. Can you mm-hmm. mend this entire yes, book back yes. together? Do you yeah. happen to have a spell that could uh, repair something? Um, yeah, I can work with, with things like that. Um, I don't know if I can put, if the words are gone, it won't fix the words, but... Wait, isn't that literally written in the spell? In fact, I think it's literally written in the it's spell. It's literally Crap. written in the spell yeah. description, as it says there. <laughs> you guys... I, I think that's meta game. <laughs> oh my god! Then what do you mean? What's what's this meta I keep hearing <laughs> about? Anyways, but it would not restore like the script, and also it would take a very long time to physically put this entire book back together. Yeah, because each page would pretty much take a casting of mending, mm-hmm. and there's probably about sixty pages worth of stuff. So would we be able to like more or less put them in order and like maybe not like it's a cohesive book, but we can have like a stack and that's the journal or was it mostly just torn apart he, he seemed like he ripped it apart in fits of rage so it, we can't read anything it, from it you might be able to get bits and bobs if you want to put it back together but un like still like taken apart like this there's nothing you can glean from it you would have to put it back you have to mend it back together and then mend it correctly back together it would be yeah. very difficult yeah it would take uh, like a month worth of mending to read like to Find every piece to every page, mend it back together, make sure every piece actually goes to that page. It's that like type, a it's, it's like, like a puzzle. Yeah. Except this puzzle has three dimensions to it. I'll just I'll just hold on to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. Did you sign Auntie Janet's book yet? She like yeah, asked me about did. it. You did? Yeah. You know what first that was, I was a, like, Do you know that what that was about? Uh, at first I was thinking demons, but my soul isn't gone yet, so Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't think it was that, but I mean I'm I'm glad my soul's not gone either. How would you know your soul's Nothing gone? Nothing suspicious. 
I, I actually don't have any idea how you'd know your yeah, soul's exactly. gone. Exactly. Maybe, maybe your soul. <laughs> how would maybe you you're know? the synth. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the quote Fallout Four. <laughs> Anyways, after that, Gildrax will. I think that'll be the end of his downtime. Awesome. Yeah. You so it'll probably take about two weeks for doing all the cleaning mm-hmm. and going through the captain's quarters and probably cleaning out the captain's quarters. And it's probably the most dirty. It's 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 ruined as it just has pieces of wood, broken furniture. You pretty much have to refurbish the entire captain's quarters. But that's about it. Is there anything Cher would like to do? I completely forgot to ask Cher if she would like to do anything for downtime activities. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, Cher's been going off a lot about her flower. So I think she's gonna spend some time with it. You're gonna spend some time. What are you what are you trying to do with said flower? She's gonna ponder the flower. Ponder the flower. <laughs> ponder the flower. <laughs> Isn't doesn't it we I remember using identify on it. Yeah, it 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 is magical. It has, I think it was divination magic. Mm-hmm. And then from what you were able to gleam, it had like, they seem to have some sort of way to read like the future kind of like glimpse it, mm-hmm. but there's no definitive way of knowing how to do that. There wasn't like a, a step-by-step instruction of how to mm-hmm. do that. Okay then. Well, she's just going to sit with it, kind of set it on her lap and just kind of meditate, sway back and forth and just hum to herself. You're just, you're just. Jay chilling with a flower in your bedroom for two weeks. Not, you know, most days, I think, um, slowly over these two weeks, if any of you ever visit Cher in her room, you'll find that it has been very much overgrown with vines. Specifically from this flower, I have the third level spell plant growth now. And so I have. You are. Just your room is saturated with this, like this, the, the vines and the roots are growing everywhere. It's Man. clinging to the metal. It's like it. It's growing like a weed, like a dandelion in the concrete, like the concrete uh, recesses. It's forcing its way across the the room. Well, thank goodness I'm not <laughs> sleeping in that room anymore at this moment. And it's and it's beautiful though. Like she's done a good job of weaving a lot of the vines together to make like little cabinets almost to put things in. She's made a beautiful hammock bed, mm-hmm. just all the vines draped over. It's quite gorgeous and the flower i would say at this point had potentially have a couple extra blooms on it um it might be getting ready to bloom but the blooms do not seem like they're 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 blah, 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 blah. they seem like they're just getting like they're budding they're, they're budding yeah they're, okay the flower hasn't fully come out yet it's just seeming like they haven't done it for some reason they yeah. refuse to do anything but bud and i'm over here just being like focus on the flower yeah focus Magic power. Magic I'm assuming power. you took over one of the three private quarters to grow all this in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, because I'm like, you're just going to grow this in the common crew quarters? No, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah, no. hey, when uh, you guys move in, you're going to have to clean out all these yeah. vines. So, so there's three common crew quarters, and were there five, and then Zan and Mushi? No, there, there were three. Zan and Mushi are in two of them. <laughs> and then there's the captain's quarters, which makes the fourth. And it seems like uh, so Gildrax like, has claimed that. Yeah, you guys are going to have to kick them out of their so, homes. So Jib and Janet, more or less, have probably... Jib has his has the, the like main bunk room, and it's just completely empty. He's like, well... Yeah. Okay. This place probably would sleep about 30... Pe- it probably would sleep about, not 30, 15 people a bunk room. Uh, is it possible that Janet could like take a, like a small like driving break for a second to also go check on like her old room? Yeah, yeah, you and, can you can pretty much set it to just keep on going in the straight course and then just walk down to your room and it will only stop if something happens. Cool. She's mm-hmm. going to absolutely do that. Uh, she's going to take a break for a second and go downstairs and she has like a 
after this is I think this has been a week or so, I want to say, or at least a good few days, uh, Janet has like this sweater in hand and, and she's going to kind of check in the room where Cher would be in because that's we shared the room and just just like, uh, hello. You watch as the door just like slowly creaks open as you just see green everywhere. Yep. You see like you look in and there is vines sprouting across every wall and so whatever wall isn't covered the walls have like little peaks of silver underneath the vines and the just the green stalks of this flower uh, janet's jaw is just like jaw dropped and just opens the door even more looking at all the growth that's been happening yeah. in the room the door kind of doesn't want to open any further as there's like vines and stuff growing across the back of the door trying to keep it shut a little bit like oh we're growing here and just like uh share what are you okay did you do something like did did, did yeah. you do a little little something of course <laughs> a little, you know, i've got my I've got my nature magic, of course, and yeah, yeah, this plant just, just seems to love it. It just, just eats it up, and I feel so much more at home now. I don't even, I barely leave the room anymore because it just reminds me of home. And Oh, yeah. I probably should have mentioned about a, about three days in, you guys did leave the sphere, and so everything is kind of like wispy and silver in color. There's not like a lot of color hues in the astral sea. Gotcha. And you don't really move by walking. You move by thinking about moving. You kind of just... You kind of just like a, you float wherever you want to go. Okay. It's a bit jarring. Good to know. I already float everywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jenna will try to just get herself into the room. It, it like, I know enough. technically, yeah. yes. It will open enough easily. It's just like, it doesn't like, want to. It's just like, okay, hun, hun, this is, this is, this is a lot. This is a lot. Um, yeah, it's wonderful, ain't it? Yes. <laughs> I know. I love it. It's. Just swinging Absolutely. in her little hammock. Well, I got bored because I'm very lonely up in a helm. Oh, you want one <laughs> to come visit you? I would love some visitors so I'm not just knitting and just looking out into space. <laughs> It'd be great. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I This time is a little bit um, wonky for me. But while I had a lot of downtime, <laughs> I made you a sweater. <gasps> and she pulls out his... She shows her sweater that she made, and it's only in one color, and it's like in a gray, purplish color. I love it. It's so beautiful. Thanks. I, I had a lot of time on my hands. So. Well, I adore it. And so does I, it have uh, holes in the back for my wings? Uh, hold, hold. She grabs like a little pair of scissors and just slits the back and just like, <laughs> it's does now. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, my God. See, goodness. I am such a great grandmother. <laughs> the best. Starting to come on, it's coming undone where the goals are now. It's like, oh, look, it, it works. It's like I, I can sew, I, I can knit, I can, I, I got this. I love mm. it, and I throw it mm. over my already existing clothes that have also been a little bit vined already. Like they've kind of grown over me, pieces of it, <laughs> and I just throw it on top of everything. Looks, it looks good. It looks it's good. It's very warm. I like uh, it. That's good. That's good. I uh, also can you do me like one thing, one small favor. Sure. Um, she also pulls out her book. Uh, could you like write your name in this just real quick? Like it's it just you know my memory loss is just kicking in half the time. It's, oh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And I'm I great. <laughs> my memory loss is kicking in. What an excuse. <laughs> Beautiful cursive writing. She writes great. out cherry. Blossom with a couple flowers. That's cute. That's cute. I'm going to close the book. Thank you. So uh, it's just, it's for my 
my sakes, it's not going to hurt anybody. It's just when you get bored, you, you kind of talk to a being of power and then they're like, hey, you want a new page in your book? And I said, sure, why not? So uh, I can I can let me just let me try it out real quick. I'm just going to stand at the other corner of the room. She goes to the other corner of the room. The best she can through all these vines that are just yeah. everywhere. Kind of like tiptoe so you don't yeah. spin. They're not like very, they're not like giant vines. They're very dainty vines. Mm-hmm. They're cute. Uh, she goes and pulls out uh, like her writing utensil, like a quill of sorts. Mm-hmm. And she kind of just holds onto the name a little bit, like kind of points at it. And then writes a message of, so this is how I can talk to you uh, when I'm not there. And after she writes the letters, they disappear off the book, and in Cher's head, she can hear Janet's voice speaking in her head with that message, even though Janet didn't speak at all. Uh, you Janet, can, did you say son? Uh, yes, I did. I, I just didn't say it out loud. I just, you know, I, I wrote it down. You can also <gasps> respond back to me, and if you do, uh, it appears in my little booklet with all those words, so you don't actually say it out loud. Hi, Janet. And in the book, she just sees... Uh, like shares handwriting. Hi, Janet. That's so cool. The uh, the book is working as intended. Just like this is this is good. We we love beings of power. <laughs> uh, and anyway, I'm I'm gonna let you do whatever you're doing, sweetie. Have a have a good time. The flowers. I'm, I'm just gonna just check on my stuff. Mm, oh, oh, it's very overgrown. Never mind. It's fine. I didn't need it. Uh, and Janet just leaves. Awesome. So, is there anything that Janet would like to do besides knit for the last week of downtime? Um, she, I think, in this moment of time, at this point, like probably do some knitting, but probably read her book a little bit. Maybe write some tales and stories that she's had in her past. Just write them down. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening to Crit Happens. The intro and outro music for this podcast was produced by Zane Lowry. You can find him on YouTube at Zane Lowry Music. Additional music was provided by Travis Savoy, who can be found on YouTube as the RPG Music Maker. To hear more about your favorite Spelljamming crew, follow us on Instagram at Crit Happens. We release new episodes every Friday, so follow us on all your favorite podcasting networks to make sure you don't miss an episode. And now, back to the story. As... The next week comes to a close as you guys have spent quite a little bit going through the Astral Sea. Janet, you can see the kind of very shiny uh, film that always forms around these spheres that you're kind of, you're not used to seeing, but you kind of know what it is by mm-hmm. just seeing it once before. Absolutely. Um, as this is kind of the area that you were directed to go to. You can't really see into the sphere really clearly, but as do you just want to enter it? Do you want to go around it? What do you want to do? I I think she'll try to do is uh, she'll pull out her book, point at Gildrex, and just kind of write like in her book. Uh, Hi, trying this out. Sorry to scare you, but also um, I think we're here. So Gildrex is psionic. Mm -hmm. So he can hear this in his head, Mm -hmm. but it's not psionically. It is magically. So it's like a third voice has entered his head. Yep. <laughs> you already have two in your head? Yeah, because the, the, I can see everything around me psionically. I uh, can communicate telepathically. The, the third one shows up. The third voice entered the chat. <laughs> it's like a Discord call that's getting a bit too crowded. Yeah, it's like you're, Just, you're talking in Discord chat and in game chat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, what happens. Yeah, you kind of get this in new intrusion mm-hmm. into your brain. Uh, Gildrax will telepathically respond. Uh, 
hold on a sec. Before we get into the sphere, there's something we should all probably talk about. Uh, sees that on her book, like writes back again, tapping on Gildrak's name. Okay. <laughs> just okay. <laughs> just an okay. Okay. <laughs> right in your brain. Not even okay, just K. 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 Yeah. It's quick. With a period. Yeah. Yep. Work. <laughs> it like it's like a text to speech period. It's like a, like a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> I would love that. Just like a little draw. Oh. If you up. if you write a drawing, do they? Does it like? I don't know. We could do that for funsies. Okay. Like why not? <laughs> thumbs what? up appears in your head. <laughs> An image of Auntie Janet giving you a thumbs, thumbs up. up. An older woman. We love Janet learning text to speech. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm guessing you all gather up. I guess you go gather people to meet up in the helm to yeah. talk about whatever you want to talk about. Zan and Mushi, because they're technically part of this crew, too. Part of the ship, part of the crew. I, I definitely do grab them. Okay. All six of you gather in the helm, Auntie Janet already being there, probably, from piloting the helm. <laughs> it's me. Uh, you can see through the large display port in the front, this, this the window, you can see uh, the kind of silvery, a uh, very small sphere for you two. Usually spheres are very, like, they're giant. This one is relatively small for a sphere. Um, it definitely screams spaceport or astral port, whatever you want to call it. But that's really it. That there's nothing else surrounding you. You don't see any abnormalities. And the sphere, it just what does it look like from the outside? At least um, it looks just it looks like a white shiny ball, pretty much. So like looking. It, so when you're in as in the astral sea, you can't necessarily see inside of a sphere, right? It looks so when you're. Inside of the the sphere, the sphere, when you get close to it, kind of looks like it kind of gets like a white kind of pearlescent look to it and kind of swirls. Mm -hmm. When you're outside of it, because you can't, there's not a lot of color, you don't really see the pearlescence. It just looks like a white swirling mist. Almost. Okay. Like almost like a Dark Souls boss but you room. Just, yeah. But you, you just can't see through it, more yeah. or less. You just okay. can't see through it. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so everybody gathers in the helm. Gildrax will sort of turn to everybody and say, look, crew. There are some things we need to talk about before we, do we dock here at the port. Okay, what? Well, before anything else, is there anyone who wants to get off this ship? What do you mean? Like, does anybody want to go home? That's a loaded question right now, honestly. Zan will raise his hand. As much as I like being with you all, um, I do have a clan and a family. I would like to find a way home, but I don't know where I am. This is my, uh, it isn't my first astral voyage, but I'm from nowhere around here, I don't think. I don't re recognize anything of this place. That's fine. I'm sure we can send you back home. I mean, if it's possible, I trust you guys more than other space-faring ne'er-do-wells. No, no offense to call you guys ne'er-do-wells, but you're, I'm assuming you're pirates or of, of equivalent value. No offense. Depends on what we're doing. Very businessman-like answer of you. Uh, how about you three? And he'll point to, uh, Mushi included. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mushi, I mean, I said I'd be with you guys for a little bit. Uh, no promises on how long I want to stay up here, but so far it's been eventful. How about you, Cher? You want us to take you back to, uh, the Bay Huzuma, what's it? I don't think I really want to go. I don't know. Uh, it's starting to become even a little bit blurry to me, home. Been a while since I've been back, and I don't think so. I think I want to stay. We haven't found gloom or anything yet to do with that, and I don't 
feel like I want to go home till I have some answers there. Auntie Janet, sweetie, that's that's the feels like a loaded question for me personally, but uh, and nothing bad, not anything bad. I mean it. Um, I, I have personal business at home that I very much would like to take care of, truly. But um, I don't know. Honestly, I really got nothing much that I can think of. I know I would like to at some point, but I weirdly feel like right now is probably not a good time for me to do that, as much as I would personally like to. And I know I wasn't really talking about you, Jib, but what do you want to do? No, I, well, I'm, that I'm good to keep on the ship. Moochie? Hmm? Are you good to stay too? I know we took you from your home originally. I, I already answered that question. I said I'm fine for the oh, moment. Oh, I totally zoned out. I, it's okay. I could tell. It's that plant you've been hanging around. I think it. I think I, it's affecting. I wonder me. if it's a hallucinogen. Uh yeah. Can can we have like a watch that comes and gets me out of my room at least once a day? I can. I can absolutely. I can try. Thanks, Mushu. We can talk about plants. And can have some of that wonderful ginger tea. I feel like you would not leave your room then if we talked about plants. <laughs> I think you need to be taken out of your room. And talk about other things besides just plants. You need to start playing the video games. Stars? Can we talk about stars? I like sure. stars too. Stars. But I have a lot of stars right now. Sorry, we're talking about other deep, dark, not dark, but important things. These these are things that need to be brought up from time well, to time. What about you, Gildrax? Uh, I live in the Astral Sea. Sorry, I just had to, had to play the reverse <laughs> god. Xan, <laughs> uh, you're good to go. And Mushi, I guess you're also probably good to go. They, they, they give you both like a reassuring nod, like, Zan is kind of like, I, I'm stuck here, so yeah. And then Mushi's like, yeah, I, I promised I'd be here with you for a bit. Uh, after they're gone, Gildrax will turn to Auntie Janet and he'll say, well, I guess he'll, he'll turn to everybody and he'll say, anybody who wants, how do I put this? Anyone who not, wants to know the truth about what we found on that planet can stay. Anyone who wants to live can go. Can go.